and Predaclowns. You're listening to Prime Cuts, a non-linear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Audrey. I'm your other host, Nero, and you almost said Autobots, didn't you? No, I just like forgot the entire thing. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, I, I had to like remember the entire thing. It wasn't just the Autobots. I was closer to saying Decepticlowns than, than uh, Autobots, actually. Just wait until we get to fucking RID 2001 where we're going to be but saying hey. auto thoughts and preta clowns. Oh, it's going to get real confusing. Don't do that. Um, and hey, Decepticlowns would have maybe been appropriate. That's true. <laughs> for this episode. We watched episodes 20 and 21. See, I looked at, I know, I know which ones so they are I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Dark Voyage and Possession, both of which are kind of wild episodes of Beast Wars. Um, one of these is better than the other for very uh-huh. obvious reasons. I'm not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but they're both good episodes. We will get to, uh, to our, our funny little guy returning to us at last. Who? But, Don't worry uh, about it. Who knows? It's fine. We're, uh, you'll, you'll learn. Uh, first, though, we have to talk about Dark Voyage. We sure do. So everyone's out uh energon mining about everyone, I mean Rhinox, Cheetor, Rattrap, and Dinobot. Yeah, they're all <laughs> they're all having like this vague competition with each other, which is pretty funny. Um Rattrap makes a, a comment about him being able to um sniff out uh Energon and uh meanwhile Dinobots like really disgruntled that he's basically been put to manual labor. <laughs> he's a warrior, damn it! He's not some fucking energon miner. Um, but there's a great point at that at, at one point in all of this where Dinobot finds like a huge, well, a significant cache of energon, and Cheetor's like, "Wow, you're almost like, like it's almost like you're better than Rat Trap at this." And Dinobot goes. I'm better than Rat Trap at everything. <laughs> and and Rat Trap doesn't even like take this seriously. The voice acting work on this one word response where he goes, yeah. A word? He's just like, oh yeah. Word? Just, he's just like not taking it seriously at all. He's like laughing over this entirely. Is so good. Yeah. So everyone, you know, everyone's happy they found a big old thing Energon. And you know who else is happy at finding a big old thing Energon? Scorponok and Waspinator, who are here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scorponok shoots a big weird missile at the uh, at the Energon deposit. And Rattrap's like, hey, you missed, idiot. And he's like, no, I didn't. And Rhinox's like, no, he didn't. <laughs> um, Rhinox's the one who's like, that is an explosive. So what it is specifically, it's not an explosive, it's weirder. It is some kind of sonic emitter that is making the energon like, vibrate at a certain frequency 
that will make it explode <laughs> because they throw the missile away. They get rid of it, but the energon still explodes. It sure does. Um, well, how does he keep making this stuff, and yet they the Predacons haven't won yet? He's he can make so many cool things, but he's uh, dumb as fuck. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: like when it landed, it fractured. Like you see it fracturing the energon, so it's probably too late. Anyway, it blows the fuck up. It it it, it capital E explodes, and um, they get um. <laughs> they get lead poisoning for robots. Yeah, so I wonder if they had not all just transformed into robot mode, if they would have been better off. Um, because all, all of the Maximals transformed to robot mode for some reason. I don't really know why. Um, and yeah, and then the Enderon explodes. Waspmater and Scorponok assume that they're dead. And and this time it's a much more reasonable assumption because it wasn't just some rocks falling on them or whatever. They did explode. Yeah, no. I mean there was there was pretty significant visible evidence for this, just not enough, apparently. Uh but they're okay, except they're dying. Um Except except they're all blind. But that's okay. Where we're going, we won't need eyes to see. So everyone is one blind, uh two they have sixty minutes to live, three all their shit don't work, so they can't do internal repairs. They're um fu- like they're fucked. Yeah. They're so lucky that Rhinox was here with them. Because if that- Rhinox wasn't here right now, the other three would be dead, no question. Rhinox is the MVP of this episode. Literally everyone else starts panicking, including Dinobot, which is really funny because like uh because because you know, Rhinox is like, alright everyone, calm down. It's gonna be okay. And I'm not even gonna try to replicate Scott McNeil's unhinged delivery of 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 Dinobot going uh <laughs> calm down and then just screaming we I can't see. see. Yeah, right. That's what it is, not I'm blind. We can't see and Rhinox is like, all right, look, it's going to be fine. ableist moments. <laughs> so Rhinox is like, okay, we're going to turn to beast mode, which seems, it looks extremely painful for them to transform, by the way. They're dying so hard right now. Also, all of them are, like, miscolored because they're scorched. They're, like, covered in soot from the explosion. <laughs> they're not doing great. Um, Th- like, they have not, they have not been dying as hard as this the entire time we've seen them this is the hardest they've ever been dying so uh, the the idea is that rhinox is going to lead them back to the base while all four of them are completely blind uh, otherwise they will all die i mean someone's got literally it is like a situation where it's like someone's got to do it so rhinox is like fuck it let's go and rhinox is the only one who's got the look his balls are huge he's 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 swaggy he can do it yeah so he human centipedes them into a line um (laughs) and uh like takes them through hey new background we got jungle now (laughs) we got swamp um Wasmater and Scorponok report their success to Megadron, who immediately asks, yeah, but did you get the bodies, though? Did you check, though? Bodies or it didn't happen. You better go back, though. He's a fucking, he's a, he's a, he's a One Piece reader. I could better see that fucking body. Otherwise, otherwise they aren't dead to me. Um, so, they, you know, they, they start heading back. 
Optimus and Tigatron start looking for everyone else because they've been gone for like, you know, a long time and they can't get in contact with them. Yeah, seems like, they're, seems bad. they're a B-side. Listen, you'll hear about Tigatron and Optimus at like the end of this episode. Yeah, they, they don't do a lot. They basically don't matter don't matter for this this one they ha- until they the have end a, they have a scene where they go we're looking for the guys and then they don't appear yeah. until the end um yeah great so leadership as you said they are uh humans sending through a swamp hey cheater almost dies for real yeah like, so he has a very harrowing experience which is really diametrically opposed like tonally to some shit that goes on with dinobot <laughs> Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Okay. So like they're going through this swamp and a huge anaconda catches Cheetor. This snake is big. This is a snake this bigger than a rhinoceros. Yeah. I mean I listen, anacondas anacondas get pretty big. Bigger if you watch the horror movie Anaconda, I guess. Yeah, this is this is a this is an Anaconda movie ass Ana- Anaconda. Anaconda. Anyway, this, it, this Anaconda ate John Voight. This Anaconda do. Um, it gets Cheetor, and it like it like really spends a long time squeezing the life out of him, and. While everyone else is panicking, particularly uh, Rat Trap and Dinobot, like, I cannot express to you that, like, enough that, like, Cheetor's getting the life slowly squeezed out of him, while Dinobot Wily Coyote style runs into a tree and flattens into a pancake. Yeah, he literally, I posted it in the chat earlier, he literally flattens like a cartoon character. Like, the tonal dis- dissonance in this scene alone is just wild. Uh, this snake comes closer to killing everybody than the Predacons have ever gotten. Yeah, now, to be fair, they're all suffering from lead poisoning at the same time. That's so. true. Um, but yeah, they- It's they, kind of- it's kind of a comorbidity. So, you know, Cheetor's really big, um, and he's kind of- kind of lean, kind of grisly- but the snake sees Rat Trap, which comes up to try to help Cheetor, and he's like, that is a big fat rat. That's a good snack for me. I'm going to eat that one instead. Uh, of course, this is this is enough to really inspire Rhinox to save the day, because that's his fucking husband. So um, he just sort of uses the anaconda as a lasso, except then he let goes of the other end. He just yeets this thing into the sky. Yeah. It has two frames of animation. Also, when it lands, (laughs) it does the thing where, you know, it crashes off screen and makes a funny sound effect. But the sound effect it makes is elephant noises. So presumably some elephants now have to deal with this fucking anaconda. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those. It's like the what would you prefer to be locked in a mall with one gorilla, silverback gorilla or four black mambas? (laughs) what would you what would you like to be trapped in a jungle with this anaconda movie sized anaconda or a pack of elephants so waspinator and scorponok they're they're looking to see uh if there's any like bits of the maximals left over um and of course there aren't but there is a trail of Energon leading off into the woods because basically all of them are super irradiated. 
I mean, to be fair, to be fair to Waspinator and Scorponok, they do find the bodies. The bodies are just still moving. Yeah, there's a bit later where uh, Tarantula's like, hey, Megatron, I'm reading like a bunch of walking Energon. I, what the fuck is up with that? And Megatron's like, well, it's probably the Maximals. I mean, yeah, he's like, I don't know. I don't know, Tarantulas. You claim to be a smart guy. Put it together. Figure it out, motherfucker. Uh, Waspinator flies off to uh, to to uh, find you know track the Maximals and ter- Megatron also sends Pterosaur out to to track the. Yeah, it's great. It's like Waspinator does sort of have a moment to shine in these episodes. He doesn't succeed, but it's not really his fault. No, like, not really. Logic, logic would dictate in any other circumstance where it, there aren't defined good guys who can't die that Wasbinator would have succeeded <laughs> in this episode. Um, so, you know, Wasbinator ends up finding the uh, the Maximals as they're going over a waterfall <laughs> on a on a log, and he's just like, "What if I just pushed this log off?" <laughs> and then he does, and like. Yep. They, they like for the second time. Like again, they're dying from lead poisoning. Uh, Cheetor is like out of commission. Like he is fully out after being choked three quarters to death by this snake. He's on Rhinox's back. Yeah, and like then they fell into a watery grave. Like they shouldn't have survived that. Credit to Waspinator. They straight up should not have survived that. Uh, But they do. Pterosaur, um, you know, arrives just then, and Waspinator's like, I did it, I killed him, and he's like, okay, you said that once already, we should probably check, right? Like, we should probably go look. Yeah, Waspinator's, like, very indignant, he's like, fuck off, Pterosaur, I already did it. (laughs) He's Um, like, yeah, man, whatever. I mean, again, like, obviously Waspinator did not do it, but he should've. He should have, by all rights. That should have been it. I mean, he Um, he, mentally he killed Dinobot, though. Dinobot's ready to die. He drags himself out of the water and he's like, you know what? Fuck it, this is it. We're not making it back. I'm dying here on this fucking riverbank. I'm wet. I'm cold. I'm blind. Fuck this. Yeah, he's like, this is so undignified a way for me to die. Um... Luckily, though, all this commotion is enough for Tigatron and Optimus, who, again, remember, they are searching for guys now uh, to to find their location. So they do. And luckily, they get there just before. Yeah, the way they find their location is that uh, when Waspinator and Terrace were coming for a second strike, everyone transforms and starts shooting blindly into the air. I mean, honestly, at that point, what else are you going to do, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, you're damned if you do, and you're super damned if you don't. So you might as well at least try to take him down. And, uh, the Rhinox has a, has a, he has, he has a strat. He has a trick. Um, Rhinox is like, okay, listen, I need you all to fucking visualize a targeting grid in your mind's eye. I need you to imagine. A, a, a beautiful squares for me, okay? I need to be, like, super clear that, like, the image that Rhinox is trying to conjure for them is a batting center. Yes. 
and he just starts calling out coordinates and like they they land their shots and sh- and pterosaur and waspmater go- both get boba fetted <laughs> that's they, a terrible way to put it but yeah <laughs> they they get shot out of the sky by blind yeah. dudes <laughs> yeah that, that mm-hmm. i mean you're not wrong and they're like yay we did it and instantly <laughs> instantly Rat Trap, Cheetor, and Dinobot all fall, like, dead in stasis lock. Yeah. Uh, and they're all like, what's happening moments before it happens to them? Um, Rhinox, of course, being the last one because he was, like, the last one to go into root mode? Yeah, he, he didn't transform. Which like, which, like, sped up the process, I guess? Yeah, like, because uh, he, he transforms because he hears someone else coming, but it's actually Optimus, so it's all okay. And we, we cut back to the Axelon. Everyone's all healed up. I, li- I like, Rattrap sounds so genuine. He's like, thank you, Rhinox, for protecting us. I mean, that's his husband. Yeah, it's, it's the most genuinely, like, it's the most genuine gratitude I've ever heard Rattrap express. There's not an ounce of there's not an ounce of sass in the in that line, and even you know Dinobot has this begrudging like yeah you were pretty good at helping us not die. And By then, the way, yeah, then he goes to smell the flowers. Yeah, Rhinox not. literally goes to stop and smell the flowers, and that's how the episode ends. By the way, you know who's not in either of these episodes for some fucking reason? Inferno. Oh well, you know he's just a guy. Well, Infer- so Inferno had his big debut, and he sh- technically was in the episode after it, although he didn't say or do anything in it, but he was there. Um, and then he's just not in, he's just not in th- this ep- either of these episodes at all. Yeah, well, you know, was he really needed? He probably would have helped if they had another guy. He's got a pretty big gun. He's, like, tall. He can fly. They don't have to just rely on the Blowjob Brothers anymore. They have a third guy. But they forgot about him. They just don't want to deal with his butt rockets. It's so funny because we haven't even gotten to Inferno's whole thing yet. We haven't really gotten to his whole gag. Because he hasn't said anything yet. Anyway. All all in good uh, time. Anyway, Um, it's time to talk about Possession. Yeah, it's time to talk about the best episode of Beast Wars. (laughs) That's right. Uh, So it's a dark and stormy night. Literally. Um, And everyone's having a really bad time. Okay, so listen, the numbers, they weren't doing so hot. Needed to bring back a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, who's immortal? <laughs> so, above the Earth, something... Co- above uh, the planet. A, a, a spark pops through a transwarp portal and floats down to the surface. Um, and, and here, here, hey, hey. The plot of this episode is, in every universe, I would find you and divorce you. I mean, technically, it's the same universe. I know. That's what we learn here. It's and, this, okay. is, this is where things begin to get crazy with Beast Wars. I know. Um, and this is actually what I meant to say. Uh, I- I've mentioned it before, but um, Starscream, because it is indeed Starscream's ghost, um, has actually been in more pieces of Transformers media than any other character. Because Beast Wars, Megatron, and Optimus are, well, first of all, Optimus is Optimus Primal, not Optimus Prime. So that's a different character. But even Megatron is clearly a different Megatron than G1 Megatron, mm-hmm. canonically. This is the same Starscream. 
It is it is literally G1 cartoon Starscream. This is Starscream. Um this isn't Starscream supposed to be another character uh who's supposed to be another character or another character. Like this isn't like Silverbolt who we'll get later on who's just like named Silverbolt, you know what I mean? Like and has nothing to do with the G1 character whatsoever. This is just straight up Starscream, which means that Starscream has been in more pieces of Transformers media than literally any other character because Optimus and Megatron aren't in Beast Wars in the same way. Speaking of Silverbolt, did you know that G1 that there there are two Beast Wars Silverbolts, and that one of them is the original G1 Silverbolt? Because no, there's what a whole the fuck? Thing, there's a whole thing. Where the individual components of Magmatron are their Ironhide, Prowl, and Silverbolt, and they're all characterized. What? They're all characterized to be the original Ironhide, Silverbolt, and Prowl on in like, other stuff. That's insane. Because I don't know, I don't remember if I talked about this, but very, very early on in like the initial packaging for like toy packaging bios for Beast Wars, um. It was actually meant to be a continuation of G1. Optimus Primal and Megatron were G1 Optimus and Megatron. Obviously, that is not the case anymore. But, like, very early on, that was the case. And I think those figures got got caught up in that. So, yeah, those they're, they, they're, G1 Silverbolt is also in B-Source. Great. And two we of love them. it. Silverbolt and Silverbolt in Beast Wars. We love it. Um, anyway... Starscream's ghost. So, in case anyone has forgotten, um, or didn't watch the movie with us, or what have you, um, Starscream Starscream died badly. (laughs) Um, here's the thing about Starscream that we won't get to until season three of G1, Mm -hmm. but G1 Starscream is a statistical outlier who shouldn't be counted. He, Um, so he, he, yeah, he returned... (laughs) Once or twice as a ghost. I think it was maybe twice. Um, and importantly. Was, I mean, it what, what, just Octane, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was only one episode. I think maybe. I think it was more than one episode, but I think it was only Octane. Yeah. So he returned as a ghost. Um, um, so this is to say and- that Starscream is, and not just in this continuity, though, this continuity obviously had something to do with his later iterations of it is has an outlier ability and that outlier ability happens to be immortality (laughs) now it's important to note that there is never any explanation given to why he's a ghost on g1 it's never explained it's never really brought up he's simply a ghost it's his outlier ability like that's it but it's, it's this, not explained the same way Mirage's ability to turn invisible right. isn't explained. It's but his outlier, outlier ability. Outlier abilities are later context for stuff like that from the original cartoon. And this is a different additional concept because this is the episode where we get it explained why he can't die, or sort of why he can't die. He has like an aberrant spark. He's he he his soul he just can't fucking die. He's too stubborn to, yeah. to fully die i mean an aberrant spark is literally like the definition of outlier abilities yeah. as they become canon later on but yes anyway he, he he has an outlier ability and that ability is immortality live for uh, live forever but not really you know as a ghost or a spark or whatever um 
And yeah, there's Wasp Matter is on the computer and he gets zapped by a power surge because there's a bunch of lightning strikes going on. It's an Energon storm. Opt- that is the important detail. Optimus has all of the Maximals like put the munitions below decks just in case uh, a lightning strike lights them up. Yeah, it's a it's a secret tool that will come in handy later. And Waspmater is is all fucked up. I like this bit where Megatron asks for a damage report, and Waspinator, you know, reports that you know he's he's lightly damaged, some some internal uh, some internal scrambling. And Megatron's like, "No, I meant the computer, dipshit. I don't care about you." Why the fuck would I care about you? Um, he goes. So the computer's not great. No. Um, actually. So Waspinator goes down to fix it. And this is where we get our boy speaking for the first time. Now, Starscream is uh played by Doug Parker in this episode. Um who is uh Terracons. Pterosaur. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Pterosaur's uh normal uh voice voice actor. Um, they do something, so basically, it's just Doug Parker taken to, like, 11. He's insane in this episode. Um. He is really good at capturing Lada's, uh, like, vocalizations as Starscream. He goes, like, more extreme than Lada at moments. Yes. He's, 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 he is just as screamy as Pterosaur, but he's, like, he He's not less shrill. I don't know how to describe it. He's just louder. Yes. He's just louder, honestly. Which is, like, impressive, because that was a key part of Chris Lotta's Starscream. But he, he, yeah, no, Parker pushes it. Uh, They do a couple things. One, to distinguish the two of them. I'm not sure why they didn't just have Starscream possess Pterosaur instead. Um, But... Uh, it's funnier if it's Waspinator. Yeah, one of the things is that uh, they put Starscream's voice through like a voice modulation, ro- robotic voice modulation filter uh, that makes him sound a little bit like if Soundwave was voiced by Chris Lotta. Um, <laughs> and the other thing is that they pitched down Pterosaur's uh, lines in this episode to create more of a distinction. So Pterosaur actually sounds lower in this episode than he does usually. Hey, did you look up what Doug Parker's other role in Transformers is? Because it's pretty funny. Oh, no, I didn't. He is is the dub voice of Armada Tidal Wave. So really... Fantastic. Really, really opposite sides of, of the performance spectrum here. Um, but uh, all yeah. the time, to- mixing day quill and night quill to get quill. <laughs> yeah, so all uh, the time, all the time. Starscream. I will not be calling him Wasp Scream or whatever. He's just Starscream in Waspmater's body. Waspmater is not even. He is in the sunken place right now. He is not I, here. I can't express how little anyone cares about this in this episode. Yeah, no, no one, one, no one's gives like a he, shit that no one's like give Waspinator back. No one cares. Has, has had his mind taken over by a violent ghost. Yeah, they're fine with it. Like it's it's cool. It's chill. Um, yeah, he also uses his um, 
He introduces himself as Air Commander Starscream, which is his, like, title from the toy line, but I don't think it ever gets used in the show. I mean, he introduces himself as Air Commander Starscream, except you have to imagine it in a way that would actually be unlistenable on a podcast. Like, yeah, just like screaming, just screaming the words "Air Commander Scarscream." Like so, I would blow my mic if I tried to do it. Oh, ab- absolutely. Um. So yeah, he's talking. He's talking to all them, all the Predacons, and he's like, you know, yeah. So when I, you know, I, I did die. Um, I died <laughs> valiantly protecting my beloved leader Galvatron from the wrath of Unicron. I was like, I don't. I don't remember going down that way, my friend. It was that but, uh, uh, of of the world eating, like you know, giant the the most terrifying force in the galaxy, Unicron, and Megatron's like listening to this, and he's like, uh huh, he's not buying. <laughs> yeah, and so he's like, so Air Commander starts, and and like Black Arachnia is back on her history bullshit as well. She's like, mm, you died. And Starscream's like, well, I clearly didn't. So I'm fucked up. Get off I my can't dick. Die. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, can we talk about the Unicron model in this episode? That is just a smooth orb. <laughs> the fucking the volleyball. <laughs> yeah, the fucking blend, like blender <laughs> the dodge- default the, Unicron. Yeah, the dodgeball Unicron. <laughs> I love, I love that. I, I, I mean, love the animation for Starscream like jumping in front of him. Like, no. <laughs> to be fair, it's like on screen for maybe ten seconds, but oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's not. It's like also really jarringly out of place with like the background. It's just like a. It's it's just like s- something about the somewhere. animation, something about like the render of it. Just like looks very jarring on the va- it's just background. Not, it's just not in a place. I don't know where <laughs> what what the fuck is happening here. But yeah. Um, uh, oh, but I, 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 I yeah. Well, just one thing is that like you know, Blacker acting is like this smells like bullshit, and uh, Megatron's like okay, Air Commander Starscream, if that is that your real name. Um, oh, what do you even want? And Starscream's like, I just want the chance to help. Uh, you know, like the Predacons are the uh are the natural descendants to the Decepticons, so I just want to help. And Megatron's like, Cool, why should I trust you? And Starscream, you could see that he's like two seconds away from like, listen, just fuck me once and you'll understand why the other guy never got rid of me. <laughs> God. But yeah, he's he's like yeah, he wants to declare his undying loyalty to Megatron. He loves even doing in it. this fucked up bug button body. You bet I can fuck nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Wasbinator's going to get some. <laughs> but yeah, ah! back, back on the Axelon, uh, everything's fucked. There's a big hole in the side of the ship. Sentinel's not working, and I was just like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> sucks. Um, Cheetor sees one of the one of Scorpion's fucking cyber bees flying around. So they they now they know that the Predacons know that there's a big hole in their ship. So they're like, well, shit, we gotta we gotta look after our hole. Yeah, and this is this is sort of Starscream's peace offering, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, listen, when I was floating into the atmosphere, I saw this shit. So I, I like, saw the big hole, and Megatron's like, okay, well. 
I I appreciate that <laughs> we, you're sharing. Sorry, I want to talk about this sequence because it's so funny. Um, because uh, Starstream's like, okay, I have a plan of attack. Here's my plan: attack. And Star and Megatron's like, they're going to be expecting. He's like, big hole, let's go. And Megatron's like, they're going to be expecting us. And Starstream just goes, that's right. That's yeah, exactly a- the point. There's a pause, and he goes, we go in the other side! Well, no, wait, there's a pause, we're in Megatron, and there, there's just, like, silence, and Megatron goes, Starscream, perhaps your chip here has jumbled <laughs> your processors? Starscream, perhaps, I, 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 don't want, I don't want to be too rude, but perhaps you're dumb as fuck. Have you thought about that? But no, he's, he's planning on, on giving him, give him the old switcheroo. Sneaking into a gun, like uh, an unused gun turret, and yeah. like surprising He's like, them. Listen, they're going to be at the hole in the southwest. We're going to attack him from this like breach point in the northeast. And Megatron's like, chill. Okay, cool. And they do it, and they fuck the Maximals up. They do. Again, it's like, you know, as, as always, the Decepticons and Predacons in, in particular are always just as smart as they need to be mm-hmm. uh, to be easily defeated at the end of the day. Um, but, like, you know, it's nice to see Starscream living up to his, like, actual reputation as a strategic mind. Yes, and also, uh, he is, he is, he is, he is fucking tuned up Waspinator's body. He's doing sick air tricks and like flying around at a billion miles an hour can you imagine what it must be like for him to have wings after what he said it was like ten thousand years yeah the, look la- la- last time we heard about the great war it had been 300 years now it's been a thousand or ten thousand years who knows how long it's been it well, could be any amount of time listen it depends on where you are in the galaxy you know light that's right. years all that time that's right um and but yeah he's he's feeling great even if he is stuck in Wasmir's gross ass body, he's not a beautiful svelte twink anymore. He's some kind of fucked up bug man. He's gonna make but himself you know a beautiful svelte twink. He's, he's gonna yeah, make he's that gonna... fucked up bug man into a beautiful svelte if he, twink. If he had more time, okay. So I want to talk galaxy's more. Galaxy's vainous creature. I so one thing about the beast, the early Beast Wars toys. One of the weird, like another weird thing that happened a lot. So each each figure had two heads in robot mode. One of them was a normal robot head, and then one of them was like a fucked up monster head called a mutant head. Um, and for almost all of the characters, they use the normal robot head. And the two exceptions are Tarantulas and Waspinator. Both Tarantulas and Waspinator's toys have like normal heads on them, but... I guess they decided they want those. They wanted those two to be gross in particular, so they gave them the weird, fucked up heads. Anyway, Starshine would have would have made him beautiful. I believe this fully. Anyway, the, all of, all the Maximals retreat. Uh, Dinobot gets shot by Megatron pretty badly, and the Predacons. This will also be a special tool that comes in handy yes. later, though. And the Predacons celebrate their their victory, and everyone's like, "Hey, wait a minute! We left our ship unguarded." And Megatron's like, "Great point. Um, I'm gonna take Tarantulas and Pterosaur back home, 
Uh, I need well, stars. I need Starscream, Black Arachnia, and Scorponok to stay here. And he he like he does the thing again from like he did in the trigger where he like goes over to Scorponok and goes, "Hey, that guy, that Starscream guy, watch watch his ass. I don't I don't trust that motherfucker." It's great because he does that, and then he immediately is like, "Anyway, Starscream is promoted." Yeah. Anyway, he's in charge of you too. Bye. Sure, man. Whatever. Um, I also like that, uh, Starscream gets to see this team's designated Starscream in the form of Pterosaur get, get fucking knocked around by Megatron. He's not the one getting fucking thrown into walls or whatever. So yeah, finally, I'm, I'm on top. <laughs> no more, no more cages for me. No more, no more getting th- cubes thrown at my head. Ah! <laughs> but it does not take very long for starscream to start scheming obviously so know him yeah and it turns out that so first of all there are two history buffs and they are the key to this episode one of them as we know is black arachnia and black arachnia is like fake recognizes fake uh (laughs) and she like basically confronts starscream and is just like all right asshole you told megatron a pretty interesting story i've read your entire history even though (laughs) like there's not much on it and uh you fucking die trying to kill galvatron and killing megatron before that and starscream's like did i do that (laughs) yeah Um, black rack is just like i didn't tell anybody because i want in because I like that. I'm 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 a bad bitch like that too. Um, yeah. It's uh it's when a queen recognizes another queen and they try to figure out how to maximize their joint slay. Exactly. And he, yeah, fucking Starstream puts his hand on Black Rackney's back and is like, I finally a protege. Um the other person who is a history buff is Dinobot. <laughs> um and back with the Maximals, uh well, you know, they're trying to figure out, like, Starscream, he called himself, like, Air Commander Starscream, that doesn't seem right. Um, and Dinobot's like, hey, yeah, I heard about Starscream, I read about him, even though, like, all of the, well, they're like, well, we don't know anything about Starscream, because all of the maximal history about him just says redacted. Yeah, uh- <laughs> it's interesting that Maximal Command, like redacted presumably all the shit about the decepticons right like just you can't you have to be in high maximal command to read about who megatron was people just don't know that shit um but dinobot says he's a military history buff so he he, and the predacon records are much less redacted yeah um so he knows all about that stuff he's like yeah i know all about starship he's a treacherous little bitch I do want to, can I just, I do want to just quote this one sentence from the TF Wiki, which is always yes. a, uh, <laughs> friend of the pod, tfwiki.net. <laughs> a wellspring of humor. Um, fortunately, Dinobots, as much as a military history buff as Black Arachnia is, commenting, commenting on how Webster's Cybertronian dictionary has pretty much replaced all definitions of traitor with Starscream's name. <laughs> God. Uh, I also wanted to say that the thing that Cheetor is worried about is like, oh man, they're gonna be in my room and go through my stuff. And Ratchet just tells him to shut the fuck up. 
bro, they don't care about your fucking Zoo Pals posters, wherever the hell you got going on in there. They want to steal your intel. Yeah, so Optimus is like, oh, cool. So it's like in his literal DNA to betray people. Let's do this shit. Um, So you'll remember how Dinobot was wounded earlier by Megatron. Well, uh, rumors of his uh, injuries are now going to be grossly exaggerated. (laughs) That's right. Uh, So the maximal plan at this point is to plead mercy, pretend to plead mercy to Starscream so they can get back to their base so that Dinobot can be put into the CR chamber to heal. Um, There are a couple really great lines in this scene as they do this. Um, One of them is as they approach... Starscream's there with black arachnia and they're like please let us please Mr. Starscream let us use a CR chamber and you know instead of saying then perish as you might expect Starscream says eventually at first he's like why should I and they're like because you're nice and Starscream's like sure and they like looks at black arachnia and goes lesson one Always show compassion. It'll hide your true intentions. Um, so they go through there. There's also a moment where, in a little bit, oh no, um, Rat Trap tries to appeal to uh, Starscream's ego, and he responds with "Flattery will get you flattened." Yes, <laughs> uh, which is a great line coming from him, but it's particularly great to come from Starscream to Rat Trap, given their relationship in the comics. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I immediately thought so. You know, for anyone who hasn't read the IDW one comics, Rat Trap becomes Starscream, Starscream. Um, and there's actually a moment in the comics that I thought of immediately where Starscream turns to him and goes. <laughs> Rat trap, don't try to pretend like I don't know what you're doing. I did it too for longer and better than you have. <laughs> so, uh, it's it's a nice little parallel there. It's like poetry, it rhymes. Um So yeah, they 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 put they put Dinobot in the chamber and then immediately uh tie Optimus Primal up. Um and they're like, Fuck you, you stupid idiot. We were gonna betray you the whole time. And they had, I like what they head out there to tell the Maximals <laughs> that they've captured their leader. Um, and Scorponok tries immediately. Well, first, like, di- um, first Rhinox is like, no, c- curse. Oh, no, it's Rat Trap, actually, who's like, no, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Uh huh, cause, yeah, cause, spoilers, this is the, this is the plan all along to yeah. use Starscream's own duplicity against him. Um, but yeah, there's a bit where Scorponok, like, you know, obviously turns on on Starscream and Black Arachnia seeing the betrayal against Megatron, and they just shoot him. Yeah, he goes blasting off again. Um, he's, he's, we don't even see him fly off, we just hear it and see Rat Trap's reaction. Yeah. But anyway, King, for, for once this episode, things have gone to plan for the Maximals. Um, Optimus is inside, Dinobot is inside, um, and they basically immediately wreck shop. <laughs> yeah, so Starscream sends the rest of the Maximals out 
on a, a suicide mission functionally to attack the dark side um to soften him up for for starscream's swift victory because surprise he's a traitor <laughs> what the fuck i didn't see this coming um uh, but yeah optimus just fucking hulks his way out of the bonds like he just he just straight up tears his way out of out of the out of the like wall he's nailed which to. is like if you can just do that why aren't you just tearing these guys limb from limb honestly i got you know i guess we've seen that it doesn't actually do anything they can just be put back together yeah yeah i think he should crush their heads like a grape that'll probably do it decapitation we know that optimi love it or do like a do like a fucking Mortal Kombat fatality by shoving your your big gorilla hand into their chest and crushing their sparks. Triple Wait, that's what the that's what the Star Saber did to Die Atlas in the comics. Well, he said he said God hates you while he did it. I'm, what a cool, what a normal guy. Um, but yeah, it's like truly a, a a battle of guys who suck though. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, obviously star saber not a good person die atlas not a huge fan of him either not really um <laughs> so optimus and and dinobot start fighting and obviously starscream immediately ab- abandons black arachnia as soon as things are getting tough and she's like oh i'll remember that motherfucker yeah I'll, okay i see how it is um he he flies off to the Maximals who are getting their shit rocked by by the Predacon defenses, and he's like, "What the what's wrong with you? Why aren't you attacking? You should attack more." And then Primal comes up to finish the job. the The way that Starscream goes out is wild. So he gets yeah punched. He gets he he when I say he gets punched by Optimus, I don't mean it's a quick punch. He literally does like the cartoon like the Popeye wind up. Where he flies towards Starscream and like spins his forearm and then just socks him on the jaw. <laughs> Sends him flying into a rock. Yeah, it turns out that um, Starscream was used to the normal Decepticon gullibility <laughs> when it yeah. came to his, his double crossing. So when Black Arachnia shows up on the scene, he's like, we can do this still together. And Black Arachnia is like, fuck you, die. <laughs> And yeah, then he not, does. Not the forgiving type. Um she just blows she just blows him up because there's a there's a conveniently placed energon shard right yes. next to his head. Yes, so he lands right next to this energon shed uh, um shard and uh he like is able to say like recognize it just in time to get uh blown to kingdom come. Um he can't die though. Yeah, no, uh, he is just shot back into space. Um, but good news for Rossmander, Rossmander can't die either. Um, they are both cursed to sort of live forever on this hell of an earth. The punching um, bag's curse. And we, we, we get to see the, the Predacons putting Rossmander back together. I have to say, Black Arachnia here is great, because Megatron wanted to kill both of them. Megatron's like, oh, yeah. fuck Starscream, fuck Black Arachnia, I'm killing both of them immediately. And uh, Black Arachnia says, if she hadn't pretended to be loyal to Starscream, she never would have been able to stop him from his plan. Um, and <laughs> Megatron just looks at her and goes, very smooth. Yeah, he's he's so annoyed that it's like, well, I can't 
prove anything about this, but like, I know what you were trying, but I can't do anything. You're just too, you're just too damn smooth. Um, I like, the, the, I, like, I like this line at the end. Yeah, the, the last maximals. The last line is from Cheetor <laughs> in yeah. this episode. Um, and they, like all the the maximals are like you know repairing themselves or whatever. Um, except for like Cheetor, who's just like staring up the sky and goes, "Twinkle, twinkle, little star scream," <laughs> and then Great. and then it just like pans up to the stars where you see. Starscream spark just like freewheeling in space. Yeah, and he's he is of course screaming, "I'll get my revenge, even if it takes another ten thousand years." Which, buddy, you've been alive for like five million at this point. Come on. Yeah, he, you know, I guess he's just made of different stuff than cars because it didn't take too long, you know, comparatively for cars to just stop thinking. But I, I think Starscream. Just loves himself so much that he won't. He doesn't get tired of of having conversations with himself. That's my theory. Well, I mean, just, TFA. You know what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he <laughs> we he loves having conversations. There. He loves having conversations with himself, and also other things, perhaps that we, you know, uh, you know. Hey, hey. I mean, there's also prime for that. Uh, <laughs> right. I Would you have sex with your own clone? <laughs> yes. So that's what Starscream says. <laughs> Starscream's well, all the answers at once. <laughs> <laughs> Both the yeses and the noes. It's beautiful. Well, we've got some questions. Are we have on Twitter? Let me look. I didn't look. I don't think so. See. But go go ahead and take a looky. No, we don't. Alright. So Discord our, it is. Our first question from Ruby Road Rage. Good name. Um when was the last time you were possessed by a queen bitch? Every day. Yeah, I was about to say, it's, it, you, you, li- you live that life every day. I have never been so lucky. <laughs> One day, it'll happen to me, probably. I mean, I believe, I believe in you tapping into your inner queen bitch. I, I, that means so much. Thank you. <laughs> um, from short screen chat. If you were to suddenly go temporarily blind, how quickly would it be before you accidentally run full tilt into a wall? I actually think it would be a long time, just because I would move so slowly if I were yeah, blind I would not. I would not be running full tilt anywhere. Um, yeah. I, you know, I would be, I would probably just stick to my house, because I know where things are. And like, and I can like figure it out. I would not like to go outside if I was suddenly blind, because then you know you just wander off in a direction, and oops, you're 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 in the void. No, you don't know where you are. So yeah, I would not. I would not run full tilt into a wall. Yeah, unless I was startled by some kind of snake. Right, or my friend was being choked by some sort of snake, and I just decided to freak out unhelpfully about it. Yes. Um. From Nero from Disney Minus, now that Starscream is the Queen of England, how long will it be before Galvabeth comes back to take the crown? Oh, whenever she gets back from uh, communing with Unicron, which I assume is what she's doing. Um, She's doing stairs. (laughs) She's not there. She's she's doing stairs. (laughs) God. I, you know, I I think there should have been an episode of G1 Season 3 where Galvatron becomes the Queen of England. I would have bought it. I mean... He do, there's all sorts of... He does all sorts of things in that show. I mean, everyone gets their chance to rule at some point, right? 
Exactly. I can't I can't wait until we get to the episode where Megatron picks up the Lincoln Memorial statue and just sits oh, on the big chair. <laughs> I think that's season two. It, 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 I mean, it almost, it almost certainly is. Yeah, I guess my prize of elimination, because otherwise yeah. it would be Galvatron. Right. Um, from Akina, what beast modes do you think the Maximals could have had to totally trivialize being blind and make this entire episode moot? I mean, where's Rapat? Bat. Mole. Um... I mean, a wide variety Dolphin. of reptiles. Yeah, snake. A snake honestly would help because they have the, yeah. the, the 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 smell thing. Um, it's got like big ears. There's certain types of lemurs that have real big old ears. Fennec. Fennec fox. I mean, obviously the answer is bat. Yeah, I mean, that is... we don't get a we don't get a bat guy until Beast Machines. Where's Rat Bat? <laughs> Fun fact: the original. Optimus Primal Toy was actually a bat. The like the one that came in the two pack where they were characterized as the original Optimus and Megatron. It was a bat for some reason. I don't know why. That's a fucking weird choice. There's, there's a lot of weird shit in early Beast Wars. Do you know that Beast Wars Megatron has a water squirt feature in his? Yes, I T-Rex did know hand? that. Yes, I did know that. There's all sorts of weird shit. But that makes more sense to me. That makes more sense to me than Optimus turning into a fucking bat of all things. Yeah, it's not really like leader material. No offense to bats. It's also like, what does that have to do with a semi? Yeah, I always say that gorillas are the semi trucks of the animal kingdom. I mean, that's not true. Actually, bears are the semi trucks. I mean, I would have gone elephant, frankly. Elephant. I mean, um, what's his name? Le- Big Convoy from one of the sequel series is an elephant. Great. Specifically a mammoth, I think, actually. It's like Japan thought of that. But yeah, no. Elef- elephant is another good one. We- no elephants in in the show. Uh, there were elephants in the toy line, but you know. Yeah. Um, also from Akina, if Starscream had managed to possess a protoform and live again, what would his beast mode have been? Like a, a big, beautiful bird of prey. Yeah. A vulture. <laughs> but like a cool looking vulture. I mean, I do That's think it would sleep. be like They're... a condor of some sort. Yeah, a big condor. Condors look cool as fuck. Um, God, I mean, we, we were talking about all those original G1 characters who incidentally have beast forms in like spinoff media. So like, hey. Right. Give Starscream one. Um, From Short Scream, Chet again. Is it possible that Waspinator's pseudo-immortal body is why Starscream's own immortal spark was able to fully take over Waspinator, or is Waspinator just that lacking willpower? Oh, it's the latter, buddy. It's definitely the latter. Listen, Pterosaur had his head taken off before. Like, Waspinator's not unique here. People get their bodies fucked up in Beast Wars. Yeah, these guys are sturdy. I mean, especially the Predacons. They get... Inferno got blown to pieces and his head they was sur- still talking. They survive things that no no body should survive. I uh, still think it's because Megatron made them all install the organic processing unit and they eat stuff and it makes their bodies strong. Um from Nero from Disney Minus again. <laughs> uh so the scene with Optimus and Starscream is where Indian soap operas learn how to edit. I don't think <laughs> listen, there's been some choice uh editing choices in this series i don't think this is as bad as <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I forgot how it's, i forgot how insane this video actually is yeah they just use all of the after effects edits they just use all of them and it's just like it's just the same shot <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's, it's just like 
This is like that time Black Rackney kicked someone five times yes, in a row, but it was the same is, kick. That is what it's like. That's what yeah. they learned how to edit this from. Like this scene, except, like I said, this scene was bad, but it is not that bad. Except if you added in like a shatter fade, a fucking star wipe, like a negative color image, like just put more editing effects on that, and then you get you get that. Yeah. Um, given Waspinator's immortal body, oh sorry, from Leggy Spiderbot. Given Waspinator's immortal body, do you think he could survive the death of the G One slash Beast Wars universe and the birth of the next? What do you think, Armada? Parentheses, no one remembers Rid two thousand one. I do. Would have been like if Waspinator was there. Oh, he was. You just didn't see him. Waspinator. Waspinator has actually been in <laughs> every every series he's just in the background <laughs> he's a universal constant he's a universal singularity um i mean i actually do know uh yeah, i do he's... know waspinator's fate and i won't tell anyone yeah he's um kuroko yeah but yeah he's, I th- in, he's I think... in every scene you just don't see him i do think waspinator could could like live through the void between worlds and come out on the other side yeah um for me specifically, Audrey, what was your reaction when you realized Starscream was in this one? Um, so I actually knew about Starscream being in Beast Wars well before I actually watched Beast Wars. Uh, so it didn't come as a surprise. It was, however, a delight. And I, I will I will give it to Doug Parker. His acting as Starscream in this is about as close as you could get to Chris Lotta. Yeah, he's, he's a good Starscream. Um which again, not surprising since that's basically what Pterosaur is anyway. Um, Pterosaur has more squawks. That' what it is. Because Pterosaur like sounds like a like a fucking pterosaur, right? Um, well, but Starscream, Starscream has that squawks. Effect, they're just unexplained because yeah, he, they're supposed like to be that. in reaction to things, but instead they forgot yes. to animate those things. So Starscream <laughs> just screams. Yes, ah, you can't keep me here. God, I need to set up that soundboard. <laughs> I gotta put that on there. Such a good fucking scream. Um, and then finally from Leggy Spiderbot, if there was a different character who had an immortal spark and kept turning up after their death, who do you wish it was? Armada Thrust. <laughs> I want more. Give Jesus. me more of that. <laughs> give me more of that squid-headed freak. <laughs> Just so you we can kill him more often. Are a freak. Um... <laughs> Uh, who'd be, who do I really, honestly, like, I feel like it does have to be Decepticon. Yes. Um, to just cause problems on purpose. So, the only other Decepticon who has, like, a, a, uh, a, a reputation for dying a bunch in different things is Dirge. Um. Yeah. The blue conehead, but it, the yeah. problem is that Dirge is boring. <laughs> Yeah, he, 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 he's literally, he's not the guy who sucks, he just has depression. <laughs> yeah, he's literally just sad. Um, um I, I would, okay, I'm gonna put out, uh, something for you. I'm gonna see if you pick up what I'm putting down here. Um, sure, okay. Sunstreaker and Sideswipe, who can't die without the other one dying at the same time. Oh, interesting. I kinda like that. So they just, they just keep building each other new bodies. Yeah, keeping the chain going. Yeah, or alternatively, the other thing I'm I'm thinking of also is like collectively the Constructicons, (laughs) 
who who don't keep building each other new bodies, but continue to replace parts of parts of uh, Demolisher with other other unwilling. Yeah, they just recruit new people yeah. to the polycule. Yeah, exactly. They they pull a uh, prowl continuously. It's uh the uh <laughs> the gestalt of Theseus. Then they literally then they literally do that because um with they prowl? uh not just not just the prowl. I think they also replaced Scavenger with someone. It was Scoop because Scavenger was already dead. That's that's one of the reasons they needed prowl. Um, yes. They even they even painted Scoop green. Yes, they did. Why did they do that? That was so. I guess and it's so it look fucked. Good. It's so fucked up that they're like Scoop. That's a thing that you do on a construction site. But Scoop's like, I'm literally a reporter. <laughs> nope. Sorry, you're a fucking front loader now, bitch. Um, what an incredible, what an incredible pun actually to create a character named Scoop who's a reporter who is a front loader. <laughs> Very funny. He Very- wasn't a reporter in the original G1, but I'm glad that they made that joke with him. <laughs> yeah, a- a- incredible work on on the IW writers' part, and it wasn't J-Row. Um no, I can't remember who it was because that was Robots in Disguise. I think it was. I think uh, John Barber. I think was the guy who wrote oh, Rid. John Hasbro, my enemy. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, no, it's the uh, Gestalt of Theseus. Yeah. None of them are the original members by the end of it. Um okay, from uh Nero from Disney Minus, should Megatron recruit to Snake? Absolutely. Yes. This thing this thing has by far the highest kill con- count of of Maximal so far. Didn't actually finish the job, but came closest to it of anyone. Yeah, really. Got really yeah. close. It's like, it's it's a it's a big snake too. It's a big look. These guys obviously aren't as big as normal Transformers, but it is a big snake. They're slightly taller than humans. They're like they're like ten feet tall or something. They're little guys though, but that snake is big. Um, and then uh, from Pilot Light Aurora, this is my first episode of Beast Wars. Did you ever get a really weird episode of a TV show as your introduction? I wonder which one she's talking about. Dark Void, because if Possession is the one she's talking about, that is a really weird introduction to Beast Wars. I would assume it's Possession. <laughs> The one where it's like, hey, this one is in continuity with the fucking car- the, the G1 cartoon. Hey, <laughs> you remember this cartoon shit. from a decade ago? It's back. It's back. Um, there are two that come to mind. Um, the first one was, I think, well, there's a few, actually. Um, the first one that comes to mind is coming into, like, towards the end of Digimon Adventure. No. The first time uh, there was like it's the part with like Leomon being really active in it, and it's like, all right, here's this really muscular furry. I was like eight years old. Like the planet's on fire, people are dying, <laughs> and it's like Digimon, digital monsters. <laughs> I'm trying to remember um, anything that I I got it. In- like the th- oh, go ahead. And then the other one I would say is that. I I started when I started watching Full Metal Alchemist. I didn't get the first few episodes because I was like twelve at the time. I was recording this on a VHS on Adult Swim to give you like some idea of how old I am <laughs> and how I watched anime <laughs> back in the day. Um, 
So I missed like the first few episodes. I may have actually come in on the Nina episode. Oh, God. Because I definitely missed the first arc and Nina's episode four. Yeah, uh, that would do that. That is that is a crazy intro to that show. So I, I, I think that may I think I went came into Full Metal Alchemist on at Nina episode. So um, not see, great. A lot of my the shows I watched as a kid were like very episodic. I did not, you know, watch a whole lot of more serialized stuff as a kid. Uh, and I started like Avatar and stuff from the very beginning. I was watching from like day one, so I did not enter in on like the fucking the fucking book two finale or something crazy like that. Um, yeah, I can't really bring any to mind because like a lot, most of them were just shows where you could drop in wherever and be fine, and it wasn't like anything uh, wildly out of the ordinary. I think the only exception is that i want i had like these burned dvds my dad made of transformers armada but it wasn't the whole series as i've mentioned before um and so i watched swoop the episode where they uh the decepticons attack the autobot base right and they form the star saber a lot that was like my first armada episode yeah i'm trying to think if there's stuff that like was an anime that i would say i started watching in the middle of because I did, I didn't, because I, I didn't watch any anime as a kid. Otherwise, I probably would have an answer here. But I yeah, just I was not. I, I watched Yu Gi Oh, and that's about it. Right. And that was another one where I was like there from the beginning, pretty much. Yeah, I was there from the beginning on Yu Gi Oh. Surprise. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think if there's cards. I mean, the only other stuff I can think about is something like. You know, like Courage the Cowardly Dog, but like every okay, episode of yeah. Courage the Cowardly Dog is a weird episode uh, to start Courage the, the Cowardly the weird, Dog. Yeah, the weird and one to start with would be like one of the less more normal ones. And actually, that would be the that's outlier. not even true because I distinctly remember watching the cartoon cartoon pilot, um, well, which was go. about the chicken with the egg, like stealing the, the alien chicken's eggs to make breakfast. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, like, because like I was thinking about other stuff, like I was there well, I, I i remember watching the pilot for like the the grim adventures of billy and mandy yeah and, like ben yeah i remember stuff that like stuff that. too yeah so like i i like watched all the stuff from the beginning yeah i don't i didn't really enter in at an odd point yeah and like everything else was like so episodic like i didn't watch rugrats from the beginning but like yeah, it doesn't matter to. because it's Rugrats. You, you gotta know? get those deep plot lines. You gotta get those character arcs. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, listen. Eventually, they did go for that. That's true. That did, I'm sure it worked out great. Yeah. Um, All grown up, famously well regarded, famously beloved show. <laughs> um, from <laughs> Sam, this is a good name. From EBDB and Miss Prime. Um, how quickly would Primal make friends with Winston Overwatch? They'd either be besties immediately or hate each other fundamentally. I think, I think you know, as he goes on, Optimus gets a more intellectual and spiritual bent to his character. I think he would like Winston. I think they would have philosophical, like, debates and conversations about stuff. Yeah. And also they would swing from trees together because they're monkey. Right, and then they would just pile drive people. Exactly. Um, they both go apeshit. Yeah. Literally ape shit. <laughs> uh, that's it for this week. Those are our questions. That is it. Um, 
We've been Prime Cuts. You can find us on Twitter at Prime Cuts Pod. You can find us on the Noise Space Network with a bunch of other really good shows at noisespace.xyz. Um, you can find me personally at Optimum on Prime on Tumblr, uh, Twitter, and co-host. I almost said Facebook this week. What is wrong what with me tonight? <laughs> That's not right at all. You, you definitely cannot uh find us on facebook yeah absolutely not do not try i'm under 40 (laughs) jesus (laughs) um uh that's my funny robot internet joke you can also listen to the other podcast i do it's called pot of greed it's about Yu-Gi-Oh. it's also on noise space and you can find us on twitter at pot of greed cast uh i've been cast in a radio drama i don't have more information on yet and i have an upcoming new york foodie scene podcast coming out on the moonshot network called i'm eden here and that's me i'm near you can find me on twitter at dragon smoocher on co-host at Dragon Suggler, and you can find my various other projects in various other places, chiefly Radio Free Heidelin at Heidelin Radio on Twitter, the Final Fantasy XIV podcast to do with my friend Jane. Uh, for reasons we are taking June off, so really now is the perfect time to get caught up, both with uh, Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, and our show. Um, we also do a monthly animation podcast called Talk Cycles, which doesn't have its own socials yet. Um, but next month's episode will be about Gravity Falls Season 2. Uh, they, they chose to, to finish the show, and I'm honestly very excited about it, because, like, Season 2 is where all of the shit I remember is from. It's so <laughs> season good. Two, season 2 is where, like, things start to come together and, like, coalesce into something, where Season 1 was, like, the beginning of the season and the end of the season have shit going on, and then the middle is just, like, adventures. I really feel yeah, like... Fine, but- Gravity Falls has one of the most satisfying conclusions to its narrative of any show I've seen in, like, the last decade. Yeah, and I think it and the Owl House have a have a commonality where uh, Disney kind of pulled the rug out from under them and said, you get, you get this amount of seasons. Yeah. So they had to, like, hustle those buns and make an ending. And that ending turned out to be extremely good. So, hey. Well, until next time, I'm going to travel to a new universe, find you, and divorce you. Transform and roll out. I am going to grapple with a snake three times my size, lose, transform and roll out. Beast. Beast.